welcome back to the Weekly Hijack. Hello. So after uh, most episodes of Lost, when we finish, there's all the ways this kind of sigh in the <laughs> living room of uh, just trying to collect ourselves and secretly yeah. wipe tears away and things like this. And, and this episode is certainly no exception. In fact, this is a very, probably one of our favorites. This is a very good episode on lots of levels. This, I mean, oh, this is the 23rd Psalm, I guess we should mention. Yes. Echoes backstory. In some ways, it almost feels like a season one episode. It does. Be either just trekking through the jungle with one or two people. They're talking, learning the first time you ever see, learn about a person's backstory. Mm-hmm. Echoes is a good one, especially for someone who shares his Christian faith. Yeah. The whole theme of uh, redemption, of his brother basically taking his place, yeah. is just is very Christian, very telling. I mean, the writers of Lost have said, you know, they, they have this kind of vague spirituality yeah. thing, and they mine different things from different religions, and they, they mine the redemption idea yeah. from Christianity very well. And I think, and I think if I'm, I might be mistaken, but I think Carlton Cuse has Jewish, no, well, one of them, maybe Dave Lindelof, never mind. One of them have, has some Jewish heritage. It might be, it might be Cuse. Well, I remember hearing some time ago that I think it was Q's who was thinking about doing some sort of project with Rob Bell. Okay. Um, this was, I think, before Rob Bell kind of went off into yeah. the deep end. But he, I think, or was Lennon Lawford is Catholic. <laughs> I don't know. But they both have, they both have some spiritual background that yes. I, I've heard him talk about. Yes. And they, they clearly mine for the show yeah. um, and to varying degrees. Well, what's interesting, not only is it a very strong backstory – and obviously the redemption angle is very strong. Probably the only episode that I can think of off the top of my head with such a, from a Christian's point of view, strong redemption moment would be uh, season six when Ben's like, Yes. Um, no one else will take me, which was a wonderful scene. Yes. No, that's, that is, yes, I would agree But this is probably, this is more, co- this is more the whole, you know, built up more than that particular just one scene is in many ways. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not like... It's very understated. I yeah. mean, the whole context is there. You know, if, if you're paying attention, you yeah. can't miss it. But it, the way I described it with his brother taking yeah. his place is never quite as, you know, just spelled out. Yeah. So well, it's just great it's, because he becomes the priest that his brother, you know, it's just, yeah, it's very sacrificial, very like, I took my place, you now become what I'd wanted you to be mm-hmm. all along. Yeah. Yeah, and it said really well in Echo's backstory. And that's the thing, not only is Echo's backstory is wonderful, not only a lot of the character interactions fun. But you also have like a heavy, you know, download of. I mean, you've never seen the smoke monster. I mean, oh yeah, I'm not sure you could. Before then, not people sure people called the smoke monster. No, I, I mean, you saw this black smoke thing before, but this was like yeah, it was sat there, yeah, for a long time. First time you got a good look at it, which, I, well, it depends on what the <laughs> the promos for this episode would have been like. But yeah. starting off this episode, you would not have expected that would have any monster no. really. I mean, the, the monster's appearances, especially early on, are just so kind of brief and far between that you never know when to expect him. And he's a, I mean, I remember, I think, for some watchers, it's like, whoa, you know, what is this, all this flickering in the background when they go through the back of the monster? Yeah. Know? Oh, it's a, beaut- it's a beautiful scene, yeah. just the whole, the whole stare down. <laughs> and and Charles just like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I think even the survivors sometimes forget that the monster, you know, because the monster was a big thing in the very beginning of the show, yeah. and then it kind of leaves them alone for the most part, then they kind of pop up as like this recurring nightmare. Yeah. Something I hadn't noticed before, there is this little theme thread of brothers. Yeah. Well, because you got the Aaron Moses thing set up from the beginning. Uh-huh. 
with um, and then you got you know Charlie talks about his brother, and then obviously the big Yemi Echo thing. Mm-hmm. You you can tell that there is a Charlie episode coming up because they're obviously setting up the whole statue thing again. But also it hits a lot of Charlie's points. You know he wants respect. He knows what he used to be. Basically blames his brother for a lot of his you know mistakes. He just can't quite get out of his his rut. Yeah, and you're left rut wondering: Has he been using drugs or not? Yeah, and you're like, well, he, he had a lot of it, and it seems very suspicious. Yeah, and interesting they would include that in this episode. There's also a lot about you know redemption. You know, we, we say about Christian filmmakers, yeah. they tend to make things all too easy. You know, if this had yeah. been one of those sorts of sorts of films, it would have been you would have just ended with the priest. You would not have had Charlie going back. You know, basically still fighting off the whole the same. Well, you'd have problem. him throw the throw in the fire and like I'm now completely gone. You know, saved yeah. from it. Mm-hmm. And it's, but not yet to be. Yeah, and it's interesting. You know, we talked way back when we first saw the plane. That was a massive setup. I mean, yeah, and they paid it all. I mean, this is a genius payoff for that. Yeah, I mean that that whole mini mysteries largely except the whole like how to end up on this island <laughs> question which I, I don't know is ever fully explained except the island moves in and there's there's certain points that it you know it, it's over tunes and those those certain yeah yeah that's true i forget yeah it can sometimes be there, 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 there's those connections between you mm-hmm. know that's how ben gets out into tunisia that's right that's so right, i think yeah. i think it's implied or assumed at some point that there's some sort of weird Right. Thing happen. Actually, no, we see it pop out. We see it crash at some point. Do when, we? They, when they're jumping through time. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. I'd forgotten about that. What else? We get a little bit more of the Michael thing. So they're setting My- Michael up, too. Yes. Which, at this point, not knowing what, if you didn't know what would happen, you might not think Michael's probably misguided, but you won't know to what extent he's yeah. going to fall. There's a great scene when Jack's like, look, we haven't forgot about Walt. And, and Michael's just like, uh, Thank you for coming right now. It's a very, you know, it's an awkward scene. Yes, yes, it's very, very tense in that you the feeling of, oh man, is he going to get caught? And not knowing whether he should or not. I mean, in retrospect, maybe he should have been. Yeah. But first time, you wouldn't know. It's nice in an episode like this. A lot of our main characters, you know, Jack, Locke, Sawyer, yeah. they're. they're they're very secondary yeah. in this sort of episode. Well, speaking, they also are setting up Sawyer a little bit. He's like, everyone loves you now. <laughs> you know, he's like, what? You know, but it's, you know, in basically in a little three minute scene, they've flipped his role in the, in tribe. Yeah. For now. For now. <laughs> which, which lead, lets them do things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they can, pl- they play off later. So they do, do a lot of that little maneuvering because, you know, I, I tend to notice that a lot, especially in Carlton Cues and Dan Linoff episodes. They just move all the characters just they, I mean, you have the sense they have the big picture really in mind even more so than sometimes some yeah no it's it's always fascinating in the show like this, which has such a big cast to be able to manage all those different yeah. plot lines and you know not leave anyone completely i mean you son and Jen weren't in this episode much, but you saw them and yeah, they made yeah. an impression they yeah. show up they you know Jen is not mad at Anna Lucia, you mm-hmm. know you get little yeah there's just lots of little tiny. Movements. It's an episode that's remembered for Mr. Echo for good reason, but yeah. it, it fits in. It's not like it just a completely out there. It fits in within the whole Lost mythology. Yeah, yeah, it just yes, it's wonderful. And if you haven't seen that backstory, you must you must watch it. Absolutely. And I had yeah. to say, and it's so nice to see. You forget sometimes that you know Charlie has this religious background too, and you know Echo's doing the twenty third Psalm, and then Charlie joins in. It's just it's just really nice. You're like, it's a nice touch. 
Charlie, there's some, you know, you're like, he, he has hope. Yeah. You can't quite manage it. I think Charlie gets a lot of uh, leniency in some people because people still sort of see him as the Hobbit. Yeah. You know, because he's, he's this little guy and never, you know, people want to stick up for him. I mean, but, but Charlie really does have some significant problems. I mean, not just the... Just the drug thing. Not just the drug thing, but, you know, there's a lot that stems out from that. Lots of insecurities. Yeah. So, are we ready for the next up? Sure. Next up is the hunting party. All right, we just finished the hunting party. Yes, and they keep... Uh, so, Michael, they finally ran. Finally ran, yeah. I, I, you're right, he left a lot earlier than I was thinking he did. I guess because uh, the big double death scene comes much later. Yeah, it comes pretty near the end. Yeah. Then in this case, we have Michael taken off and Jack and Locke and, and Sawyer, Sawyer. <laughs> in uh, hot pursuit. Well, and Kate too, but, you know, they don't... Yeah. Interesting again to see how uh, Michael, how close Michael Sawyer and uh, Jen. Jen had like Jen because Jen was ready to leave right away too. Yeah, and Son's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, yeah, you're not doing that. I, I just had I want to nominate uh, Jen and Son for cutest couple and lost. Yes. sometimes it's easily. Yeah, at the end of this episode, you're like, okay, we'll just end their story now. They're all happy. They're reconciled. <laughs> And it just keeps going. Yeah, it just keeps. Yeah, they yeah. don't. They have troubles after this. It's it's true. Did you guys have anything that you had forgotten about that you found really interesting this episode? Most of that. <laughs> <laughs> what was I, it? No, it was this early that Walt went after Michael. Yeah. Or Michael went after Walt. Yeah, that's what. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we we saw the others kind of strut their power. Well, here. that's the thing. You know, first time. That's really your first direct other encounter right after we just had our first direct yeah. black smoke monster encounter so i mean so they're hitting one two for the mythology right now in this season it's true it's true and, and just goes to show that they have a lot to go around you know yeah like for the mythology people this is where they really this season is where they really dug in i mean the hatch we, yeah we haven't got to the numbers doing crazy stuff yet you know the hatch like yeah. almost going nuts yeah so all kinds of stuff for mythology people. I think it's fascinating. Okay, so you have this first encounter, and it's, you know it's kind of ominous, and you know Zeke, as everyone called him afterwards. But was it Jack's like? I don't think there's anyone out. I think you got one guy on a gun, and we find out later they had one guy with a gun. What, really? Yeah, I'm pretty. I wonder, did they not have? I know. I, I'm pretty sure it's just Alex, which they name drop, and if you know, uh huh. Which would, well... Rousseau's daughter. Rousseau's daughter. Yeah. The name dropped there, so the people connecting dots are like, ah! Alex! Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's and, um, and I think it's just her and Zeke and maybe one other guy. Seems like some sort of flame. So they had the, I think they set the flame thing up. Mm-hmm. That's, weird. that's weird, though. Like It seems like an awful lot of trouble to do. And, I mean, there really are a lot, of, a lot more others. I mean, there's that many others easily. Yeah, there. I, yeah. It's there's just, not many. I, they're really not a very combative... I mean, they've got a couple of them that are. Yeah. But I can't remember. I, they do the flashback at some po- from someone's point of view at some point. But maybe, you know, it's probably very much on the cuff. You just get done right now. And mm-hmm. they probably don't expect three people with guns. They're probably out there to get Michael. Yeah, that's true. In some ways, it, it feels like one of the more real conflicts between uh, the survivors and the others. Because a lot of these, uh, the previous ones with Ethan and with Goodwin, it was just kind of this rumor and here's just this one dude. Yeah. But this one felt more like 
direct confrontation. What? It wasn't just the others, these mythical things. Like, no, this is this force like, to be dealt with. This is our island. Yeah. Well, and it's very interesting, too, because it is a little ambiguous. Maybe not as much first time, but you're like, do these guys have much power as they say they do? They seem a little more, you know, it's just an interesting, suddenly the others are like tangible, you know, and you can do something about them. Yeah. You no, know, so Jack at the end of the episode build. wants to, you know, build an army. Yeah. Which I remember loving that first time I saw yeah. it. It's like, yeah, that's, <laughs> go get them. And you get, you, you very much get the sense from this one that the writers already kind of understand that the others are not as together as the survivors think they are. Hmm. Yeah, I mean... That's possible. Well, at least, if they didn't, you at least get a lot of... They connect dots really well with the whole beard and everything else this you know, this season. Mm-hmm. You know, that they're putting on an act. I, I still wonder why exactly. Like, why do they bother with the beard? I guess in a, maybe as a disguise. Disguise, it, it probably just seems more... Fitting intim- with... Fitting, the, intimidating, something. That could be. That could be. Let's talk about Jack's flashback real quick. Oh, this is such a sad flashback. Well, what struck me at the very end is part of the reason why it's so sad is that it's unfortunately feels so normal. Yeah. Like, unlike, you know, Locke that has these weird con men thing or Sawyer and, you know, things that you feel is sort of outside the norm. This, the whole breakup with Jack and his wife here just feels like it, this could be any divorce case in modern America. Which is really, really sad. And it's just sad because he, he recognized his error and he wanted to, I, I think he was legitimate about wanting to change. And she's like, I'm already gone, Jack. It's too late. And just like, Well, he wants to change, but he can't because he has to fix something. Well, I mean, that's the thing, yeah. Are you saying this is a problem with men in general? Or? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hadn't connected. I did not say it. <laughs> now, uh, did we know before, and there was a couple little tiny drop, just because I like to pick these things up. When his dad, Jack's dad's like, hey, there's a line, and he's like, well, you would know. He's like... Because, you know, he has yeah. a, a, another lady. Have we had any of that hints before that he has a lady down, another lady? I don't recall. I don't think so. Well, did Jack him. even know at that point? He, well, I don't know. Oh, I don't mean think, that? His, oh, no, not about the whole Claire thing. No, I don't. Yeah, but I didn't know that there was another one. Because, or I, it, was impli- it implied that at least you could see his dad doing such things. Yeah, possibly. I mean, before the... Problems they'd always talked about with Jack's father were more to do with his alcoholism. That's true. Maybe that's just what it was. So I don't, I don't remember that there was any talk of that Jack's, before. Jack's dad's very interesting because though he's in many ways horrible, he really just wants, he, he sees his son as much better as him, than himself and holds him to an absurdly high standard because of that. This was certainly a case where it felt more like he was looking out for Jack's well-being. Other times you felt like it was more him trying to keep his own like power over yeah. Jack in a sense. Yeah. Not, not like it was really a power struggle, but you know, like... This hierarchy yeah. sort of thing. And uh, just another little thing I thought was interesting was, you know, Locke's going to, why do you call yourself Sawyer? I mean, just very interesting. Locke's dad is the one where he got the name Sawyer. Yeah. Which I, don't think, that, I don't think Locke knows. No, no, of course but not. But it's just a very interesting connection. I, actually, I have to admit, I was a little confused why Locke brought it up right then. Like, it was like, is this just the writers wanting to, to bring up this question? It just seemed like a very odd time to what even are, wonder if people going through the jungle, they just ask odd questions to each other. I when Locke's, Locke's always trying to get into what people did before yeah. and stuff. That's true. I mean, if anyone would ask, it would be Locke. I mean, they were playing, yeah, they were playing a lot of psychoanalysis on this particular jungle yeah. trick. Why are you coming? Well, what are you having? <laughs> yeah. But so they're going to have a fight over Kate there for a second. <laughs> Yeah, Jack's still kind of uh, 
torn up about all that. And then with she will be for a while. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Well, and it, you know, and it feels especially bad in this episode. Yeah, the flashback. And like <laughs> it, it, it ties in with all his just like other relationship drama. Yeah, he, he does not have good relational. Um, I lost my word. <laughs> Track record. Thank you. <laughs> I was kind of sad. It started to be kind of funny. Like the one line we give Saeed. And I don't think we've seen him since. The whole Shannon thing? The whole Shannon yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. He's like, he walks in like, this song is very depressing. <laughs> and because he's just depressed. I mean, he just, you know, he's in this. Yeah. I felt bad, actually, that he was sort of left out of the whole jungle chase. I know. He but... just walks in. This is depressing. Where are they? <laughs> Where is everybody? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, I'm alive. But <laughs> that, is, that is pretty sad. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and oh, and the first mention of Geronimo Jackson. Yes, <laughs> I don't remember if they have anything to do with anything. He's just one of these weird lost. Um, they, they just started the group. I think it's based on something one of the writers made up. But could, yeah, probably. But yeah, they show up all over the place after this. It's like it's like just a running. It's, it's like like, like a, the Apollo a, candy. Yeah, like the Apollo candy bar. It's just something they made up, and you can just see it well, like in the background. Or, um, um, Hurley's blog. What? Well, well uh, Jorge Garcia. His blog. His, well, podcast. Podcast was a uh, uh, Geronimo, Geronimo Jack's beard. <laughs> <laughs> because they love to make fun of Jack's beard at the end of uh, yeah. season three. So they did a yeah. podcast like during season six where they did their own recaps of each episode. But it was funny. Yeah, I used to listen to that. Yeah, yeah. Geronimo yeah. Jack's beard. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Yeah. So anyways, they've really been moving. I mean, like we said, they've really, in a couple episodes ago, we talked, hey, they've really pulled up, finished this whole tail end section. And they've really just ramped up a lot of, a lot of other stuff going on. Now, what do you think? Because I remember you saying, as I'm looking back at season two that it, it kind of feels all over the place do you still kind of feel that i, I mean, guess not as much what right now i mean it just, i mean it's segmented you know mm-hmm. later seasons because they're shorter or absurdly focused yes that, um, i mean i think that is a big big difference i think they're juggling a lot of different balls this time maybe my feeling of that like right now i don't feel that way mm-hmm. i think maybe it's some of those things where like we talked about a couple episodes ago where things that love likes for like the others other things that seem like they start and then they fizzle out mm-hmm. like the tail end kind of Right. Fills out, and um, I don't know if this army thing ever goes anywhere. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember like any training montages or anything yeah. <laughs> like that. I mean, they do get this. The survivors do get a little more serious about defending themselves. Yeah, well, they don't really do that till season three. Three. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe just because they they do tackle so many different ideas. Mm-hmm. But yeah, right now, especially right now, it's been particularly strong. We'll see. Maybe at some point in the it gets into a muddy middle, but. I'm not really feeling that right now. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens here. Back I love Locke. I just throw it. Locke has that, um, that line like, I don't know if it's right for us to tell people what they can or can't do. <laughs> well, and it could be, too, when he and Jack are locking that, locked in the hatch, Locke having this feel like, oh, I've been conned again. <laughs> exactly. I know. But he has a history of that. Yes. But uh, moving on from that, thank you for listening to the weekly Hijack Speared. Uh <laughs> Tune in to us on Derailed Trains of Thought at blogspot.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher or or anywhere you like. Yes. (laughs) We actually exist, yes. (laughs) All right. um, Until next time. Namaste. Bye. Bye.